family, there has been a lot of buzz, well, a little buzz, mm. on my husband's social media page regarding a certain sundress that I wore on vacation while I was with my husband. And we wanna talk about, is it okay for a saved woman to be sexy? Just takes a little effort, we can work it out. These things go hand in hand, know what I'm talking about. Can we have one without the other, one without the other, yeah. One without the other, one without the other, yeah. We made it through the test, strengthening love and sex. We made it through the test, strengthening love and sex. What's going on, family? It's Stacy Spencer and Rhonda Spencer. And we have a lot to talk about on this podcast. <sighs> you know, it's inevitable that sometimes in life you offend the sensibilities of people because of their expectations mm -hmm. or what they think you should be or not be. Right. Particularly as we are pastors, we are people who lead a church, but we're also people who are passionate about marriage. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, when people see you, first come to know you as one thing, it's hard to see, see you as another thing. There was a picture that I shared recently. We went on vacation, we needed a break. Uh, we went and we were on vacation with some friends celebrating a birthday, and you had on this gorgeous dress. You, you see it right here on the screen. We, she had on this gorgeous dress, sundress, it was golden, her skin was golden, and I said, look at my wife, she's glowing. And I thought that people who knew us would be happy. Well, people that knew us, know us, were happy. 90% of the people yeah. were like, y'all look great, you're resting, I'm glad. But then there was a contingent of people that started chiming in saying stuff like, why would you let your wife, who's a first lady, come out looking like that? Let me. Why is she showing her breast? Why would you uh, let her dress like that and she's supposed to be an example? One lady said, my pastor and her first lady would never wear anything like that. And I was really trying to understand where people were coming from. Mm. Um, and, and there's a lot of reasons we're going to tackle tonight as to why people responded the way they did. But we want to have a conversation around this question. Can a woman, a Christian woman, be saved and sexy? I want you, this is, I'm going to, you're probably going to do more talking than I will tonight. But I want, how did you feel when people came at us about that particular picture, that particular dress? Initially... I wasn't offended. Well, I, I wasn't offended about you posting the picture because I am with my husband. We're together. We're on vacation. When I saw the dress in the window of this boutique, I was like, oh, that's a pretty dress. Mm -hmm. So I go into the boutique, see if they have my size. I've lost some weight since COVID. So I was really excited to see if I could get into this dress. Tried the dress on. The women in the boutique were like, oh, that is great. Had an idea of where I was going to wear this dress. Decided to purchase the dress. Brought the dress home, packed it in my suitcase, wore it to this event. You took the picture. I was good with it. But when I started seeing some of these messages, I was a bit concerned, not because of me having this dress on 
or me showing cleavage. I was not, it was not clear. It was not a see-through dress. I was not showing my areola of this particular dress at all. My concern was the responses and the responses from women. Yeah. The responses for women kind of made me take a step back, but I had to tell, tell you, do not take that picture down mm. because I'm not trying to have a lesson learned for everybody that's seeing this who is scrolling through social media on your personal page, not the church's website, not the church's webpage, on your personal social media page. My concern was mm. these women who were coming at me saying, oh, I can't believe that you let your wife, like I don't have a brain, uh, wear this dress and my first lady or I would never and all these woulda, coulda, whatever, whatever their issue is. So I was not given energy to it at all because people are going to have opinions and that's their opinion as long as you keep moving. Everybody has an opinion, but my concern is when you screenshot it, you send it to other people or you comment it, that's where I was like, mm, should I address it? But again, I was cool with it. I was like, I'm not gonna say anything, but I did a deep dive on some of these people who did have the nerve to post on my husband's personal webpage. I just did a deep dive to see what these people look like. And I saw some disturbing stuff on their page. One young lady in particular who said, uh, I smile a lot, but I'm broken. Guess what? Hurt people try to hurt people. And that's not my reason or problem to try to fix this person. But a number of times as women, we kind of, we try to, some women try to make other women feel bad because of how they look, what size they are, or what they may be wearing. Yes, there is a time and place for everything. And again, I say, this was on vacation. On the beach, we're getting ready to have dinner. We're right before we get ready to dinner. We're sitting on the couch, we grab a picture, and I'm like, wow, you look golden. Even now, your suntan still looks amazing. Thank you, baby. Uh, you look radiant, it's like you were glowing. And I wrote on the post, she's glowing. And everybody's like, oh, she looks great, she looks good. And then the trolls come in. But why did she, why'd you let her wear that? One lady said, and I quote, uh, I've been rocking with you since you were a youth pastor in Mississippi Boulevard, but this is too much. My first lady would never, my pastor first lady would never post a picture like this. And her pastor that she mentioned is a beloved pastor. I'm not gonna mention his name. Okay. He's a beloved pastor in our area who went viral for preaching as he was extended from a cable like he was ascending into heaven and he was floating down toward the pulpit and people went in on him like, that's too much. That's it. I thought he had creative license to be able to use that sermon illustration, but people had their own opinion. And I said, what's too much? Who is the expert on what's too much and what's not too much? The bottom line is people are gonna have opinions about everything. Everything. And what I tried to do as a pastor is to show that we are human. Absolutely, first. That we do not compartmentalize our lives. Mm -hmm. There's a time and a place for everything. 
we are very cautious when it comes to how we dress when we go to the pulpit or go to church. I'll come out of the closet sometimes and my wife's like, mm-mm, can't wear that um, because I feel like it's, it, it, it could show too much of your lower half and make sure you have compression garments on. She is very cautious about Sunday morning, as she should, because we don't want the message, right. the messenger, to get in, in, in place of the messenger. I don't want to draw attention to the wrong parts. Right. And you do the same thing That's when we're exactly. in worship. The Apostle Paul says that women should dress modestly in worship, in worship. And, and, and in his cultural time, modesty meant don't wear gold chains, don't wear pearls, and don't wear your hair braided. Paul says, don't come out of the house with your hair uncovered because the woman's hair is her glory and the only person that can see her hair is her husband. Now, if we're to take literal Paul's cultural interpretation of what modesty is, then most of you women cannot come to church, cannot come out in public, cannot go to Walmart without your hair covered, and you can't wear gold and you can't wear pearls because that's not modest according to Paul. Now, we know that we have evolved since the days of Paul to where women can braid their hair. They don't have to have hijabs on. They don't have to have, they can wear jewelry. They can wear red lipstick. I was talking to one of our college friends and she said, I remember a girl who didn't wear makeup, didn't wear red lipstick, and was messed with somebody else's husband. They had all these rigid rules around, you know, sexuality and all of that, but still err in, in being perfect religiously. Mm. And I feel like this, babe, that I want people to show, to see the totality of our authenticity, that we are comfortable in our own skin, right? And uh, I was talking to my 26-year-old son about this. He's like, Dad, do you think that maybe you shouldn't show certain things, certain pictures on social media? Maybe that would cut down the trolls. And I said, son, I am not going to censor what I think is okay. What you and I have agreed upon is okay. Right. What you and I have agreed on is tasteful. We have a clear conscience with God. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times when people comment negatively, on what they feel like is inappropriate is something that comes from within them. Our judgment comes from the values of how we've been socialized. And it doesn't necessarily mean that we have violated God's standard because of your opinion. Right. And we're not gonna be controlled by these ignorant comments and these falsehoods of opinion based upon what you think or that particular person thinks at that particular time, because the next second, it, they could be on to the next. Right, right. You know, when I think about Jesus' life, Jesus did not live a compartmentalized life. Jesus went to a wedding in Cana, and they ran out of wine. And his mother said, can you help them? Jesus turned the water into wine, and the host said, most people give the cheap wine first, y'all say the best for last. Jesus made some good wine and hung out at the party. Then he went to Matthew, the tax collector's house for a party. And the religious people got upset with Jesus, says, your teacher's hanging out with wine bibbers and drunkards and tax collectors. What kind of teacher is he? And Jesus said, I didn't come for those who are already well. I came for the sick. And then when he goes to 
the, the whale and he talks to the woman who's mm -hmm. had five husbands. Right. His own disciples look at him side-eyed like, why are you talking to a woman in public? Because Jewish rabbis did not talk to women who they were not married to. Jesus was trying to help this woman and had a conversation with her. Mm -hmm. Then another time he goes to eat dinner and a prostitute comes in and is weeping because she's been forgiven of her sins and she lets her hair down. Remember, a woman's hair is her glory and only her husband's supposed to see her hair. She cries at the feet of Jesus, takes her hair and washes his feet and their feedback is this. If he was really a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. Or he wouldn't let this woman touch him. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so if Jesus had the freedom to move from one social context to the next that was taboo and break those taboos, why should we have to live in a fishbowl because you are still shame-based in your orientation around your sexuality and your spirituality? Paul says this too in that same 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He says, a woman's beauty must come from the things that she does. One of the things I love about you, Rhonda Faye, is that you are beautiful inside and out. The way that you have helped college students uh, through inroads learn how to develop careers and internships and to help them with their image, the way that you have helped women at church, the way you help women in marriage, the way that you run our company, the way that you help us at church, you have done so much to help so many people and that beauty emanates from you. When I saw you sitting on that couch, I saw that beauty. I said, look how radiant my wife is. But people who are insecure and religiously rigid looked at that picture and said, I see her cleavage. My cleavage. That's all you see? That's, you didn't see the dress? You didn't see the suntan? You didn't see the smile? You didn't see the beauty? But the people who know us and love us saw your spirit. Absolutely. And I think that we have to adjust our expectations for pastors and leaders because they're human. And I believe that there is a line between what's tasteful and not tasteful. And we're all going to agree to disagree on what that is. But as a husband and wife, what you agree upon which that's tasteful and comfortable for you and you got a clear conscience with God, that you should go with that. Go back, baby, to Adam and Eve when they're in the garden. And they have listened to the influence of the serpent. Mm -hmm. And then they realize after eat from the tree of the forbidden fruit, they're naked. They're <gasps> naked. So they're naked. And they go and hide. They go hide and then they cover themselves with fig leaves. With fig leaves. And then God is looking for them. And he's like, where are you? And they're like, we're here. We're hiding. And he was like, why are you hiding? Well, we're, we're naked. Well, who told you? Who told you you, you were, were naked? naked? Let, me, let me say that again. Who told you you were naked? Who told you that first ladies can't wear a sundress? Who told you that you cannot wear a bathing suit? Puritans, when they came from England to America, they were religiously rigid and they believed that you should cover up. They had these big old hats and covered up from neck down. But these same Puritans huh. killed Native Americans and enslaved black folk. How can you be holy in the way you dress, but hellish in the way you treat people? And some of you folk who have a lot to say about how we should dress are some of the most hateful, judgmental, insecure, insecure people on earth. 
and you should never. Jesus says the way you judge folk is the same manner in which you are judged. So should Muslim people judge Christian women who come out with their heads uncovered because you're showing your glory to men? I remember uh, hugging a Muslim sister uh, at a gathering we had for Micah, and she said, no, brother, I'm sorry, we can't hug. It's again, I'm, and I apologize. I said, mm -hmm. I'm so sorry, because in the Christian faith, we hug brothers and sisters. Right. But I respected her religion by not embracing her. From then on, I just greeted her. I nodded my head because that was her culture. In our cultural understanding, we are saved by grace and not by rules and religion. And we try to make sure we do as much as we can not to offend. But what I'm not going to do is make my wife or me live in a fishbowl on other people's rigid understanding of what it means to be Christian. If I go out to eat and you see me with a glass of wine, I hope you don't get offended, but I'm not going to not drink my glass of wine because my understanding is it's about moderation. And as long as I'm not sloppy drunk and pass out on the floor, I can have a glass of wine. Paul says take a little wine for, for your stomach. stomach. Right. So I can't live in a fishbowl. I am at an age, a stage, and a season where I cannot be controlled by the expectations of other people. I am going to love you. I am going to respect you. And I pray that you do the same. And, and another thing, I teach the ladies at our congregation that when you are out of town to dress sexy for your husband. Yeah. You are with your husband. Uh, this is uh, the time that you be able, you're able to ogle one another and be free in your dress. I'm not saying that we're walking around naked without any clothing on, but- Well, sometimes, but that ain't gonna go on Instagram. That's just in the house. <laughs> but again, that you are with your spouse and it is the time, one, I'm human, but secondly, I am a woman first. Mm. And God made me a woman with all womanly parts. You got curves. Yes. You look good, you eat right, you exercise, you take care of your temple. I think that's a great example for sisters, especially in the South, where we suffer from uh, sedentary lifestyles, mm -hmm. we're eating unhealthy, we are killing ourselves. And for you to be able to say, I want to take care of my temple, I want to show that I have a great temple in a tasteful way, I don't see anything wrong with it. I want to ask y'all a question. I want you to comment in the comment section. Can a Christian woman wear a two-piece bathing suit? Can a, can a Christian woman Wear a two-piece bathing suit. I love. I don't like these onesie bathing suits you wear. I want to see your your tummy. I want to see your curves. And as a husband, that turns me on. And if we're in the public and everybody's got on two-piece bathing suit, so you mean to tell me you're gonna be a, if you walk out on the beach and you see my wife in a two-piece bathing suit, you're gonna be offended. But I need you to be offended by everybody of every other female <laughs> that's out there with the two-piece bathing suit. Don't put the limitation on me 
Now, yes, if I'm here in the city and we're going swimming, swimming, I'm going to have a cover up on. Of course, I'm going to do that because I don't want to offend anyone. But if I'm out of the country, I am with my husband again. I can't stress that enough. And I know what he likes. Then I'm going to have my I'm still going to have a cover up, but I'm going to have my bathing suit on. Check this out. One of my one of our, uh, one of my staff persons was approached by a church member mm. who saw the post, okay. saw the, the, the negative feedback, and they said to her, I think I'm going to leave the church and join another church. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself, out of all the good that we have done for the last 22 years, the school we built, the people we've helped, the sermons I've preached, the lives we've changed. Mm -hmm. You have one picture that offends your sensibilities and you're ready to walk away from me. That lets me know that you never saw me. Never was with us. And I say to you, I wish you well at your new church. I bless you. We bless you. We, we bless you. We pray that you can go find a place that's perfect, mm -hmm. although there's no perfect church. And I would, listen, I would welcome that member to come to me and, and, and seek understanding and say, Pastor, I'm having some cognitive dissonance about the picture, and I would lovingly have a conversation with you. But what I'm not going to do is have conversations with anonymous com complainers. If you don't attach your name to a complaint or concern, I'm not going to answer it. But if you can come to me and speak truth and love, the Bible says in Matthew 18, 15, if your brother or sister offends you, mm -hmm. come to them one-on-one -on -one and speak to them in love. That's how you resolve differences and offenses. Offenses are going to come in church. Right. But can we do it in a grown folk manner instead of going to a third party and venting? I call it unproductive venting. And let me help you real quick. Whenever you have a concern or a complaint, in any organization, there's always one person that everybody feels comfortable going oh, yeah. to vent to uh -huh. or gossip with. What you've got to do to end that unproductive complaining is say, are you going to talk to them or am I going to talk to them? Because one of us has got to talk to them. So many times what happens is we talk at people. We talk about people, but we never talk to people. I would love a conversation, but going back to what you said, it's almost like what Patti LaBelle says, if my sexiness offends you, <laughs> then you might not be worth me anyway. I believe that God wants us to healthily integrate our spirituality and our sexuality because God created us. He created us in his image. He created us to be beautiful. He created women with beauty. And I think that if we are able to accentuate that in a positive, loving, tasteful way, by all means do that. Um, and I just think that a lot of times when people are offended, it's something within them. It's how we were socialized, right? Some of us have been socialized to say that good girls don't do this, or women can't wear pants, or women can't wear makeup. It's depending upon your religious upbringing. And a lot of what we are tied to is religious ideology that has nothing to do with the grace that God has extended to us. We must act with freedom with our responsibility. The Apostle Paul talks about if eating meat seems offensive to a brother, eating meat that's been sacrificed to an idol seems offensive to your brother and sister who are, watch this, weaker in the faith, 
then I'm not going to eat meat in your presence. But I am not going to allow, I, I, as best as I can, I'm not going to allow my liberty and my freedom to cause someone else to stumble. I'm thinking, again, going back to being in worship, that's why we dress modestly in worship. And even when we're out in public, we still try to operate in the bounds of what we understand modesty to be. Correct. But the problem is, is that people have different definitions mm. of what modesty is. Yeah, they, they do. And it's, it's unfortunate that some people are so heavenly minded that they're, they're not earthly good. So if I offended anyone uh, in this picture that you posted, Stace, then ask me about it. I didn't get any inboxes or any messages on anything. I was just hearing about the screenshots that were sent to people or these people who have made these unnecessary comments, again, on your personal page. I remember when we first started our church, and we had a young lady come to our church who was coming out of the sex industry. And the young lady dressed like mm -hmm. she was coming out of the sex industry. Her skirt was shorter than most. Oh, yeah. And some of the older women were like, she needs to cover up. She needs. And I told them this. I said, if we love her right with the love of Christ, the love of Christ will compel that sister to dress accordingly. We don't have to jump on her when she comes through the door. And before you know it, that lady gave her life to Christ, yep. became a usher, found a job outside the sex industry, and, be and changed her dress to be more modest. I think if we would operate in love more, we could reach more people instead of judging people, right? And if we want to be literal, again, in, 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 in interpreting what scripture says about modesty and, and we want to use Old Testament scriptures, then some of y'all <clears throat> are sinning because you're wearing mixed fabrics. <laughs> Leviticus 19.19 19 says this, anybody wearing different mixtures of clothing is unclean. Any woman on her cycle shouldn't come to church. You must obey all my decrees. Do not mate two different kinds of animals. Do not plant your field with two different kinds of seed. Do not wear clothing woven from two different kinds of thread. Leviticus 19.19. 19. So if in Leviticus, if it says a woman on her cycle can't come to church because anything she touches is unclean, it'd be a lot of sisters missing from church on Sunday. But you just can't, <laughs> you can't pick and choose what you want to enforce in the scripture. Selective outrage. Right. So if you're going to choose something, choose it all, not just a part about the dress, not a part, not just a part about this. Oh, pastor done spoke a word. Now I'm on my cycle. I can't, I don't want you running with that, you know, cause I know some folks will probably, oh, hey, that's what he said. But if you're going to live by the old Testament, then live by it all. You know, what's interesting to me, I want to give you this contrast, half our country still wants a president that believes in forcing himself upon women, mm. a president that incited an insurrection, a president that was impeached, a president that was indicted on criminal charges, and they, half the country still wants him to be president. Here is a pastor and first lady who have started a, a 
an award-winning charter school, helped single mothers, giving away scholarships, built affordable homes, helped people to live better, helped save marriages. And we post a picture that you are offended by and you're ready to walk away. It's like some people just looking for something. It's, it's, it, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna talk about this Tuesday on my Bible study. How do you go from Hosanna to crucify so quick? Mm. The same people that Jesus helped healed the sick, raised the dead, fed 5,000. When it came time, because the religious people were offended by him, they persuaded the crowd. They persuaded the same people he helped to yell, crucify him. How is it that we go from Hosanna, Lord save, oh, pastor, preach a word, to, oh, yeah, I'm going to crucify him. I'm done. Because somewhere within ourselves, we are not really rooted in Christ, rooted in love to be swayed by public opinion that easy. Did you ever really love me? Did you ever really love Jesus? Did you ever really love the person that you're now walking away from? Paul said, I, I want women to dress modestly, decency and propriety, not with gold, braided hair, gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship God. Again, in this context, Paul is talking about worship. Worship. And he's talking about his cultural preferences. He says, I, Paul's. That's Paul. And then Paul goes on to say that women need to be silent. Mm. That a woman can't be over a man. She can't teach. And if we take that scripture literal, that means women can't be in ministry. They can't be supervisors in corporate America because you're supposed to be silent. That was Paul's culture. We have evolved. God, thanks be to God, that God allows us to evolve. We are under grace and not religious, rigid religious rules. What can a Christian woman wear? What, what is, what is, what can a woman, what can a Christian woman wear? Y'all put that in the comments. I just want to see, what can a Christian woman wear? Can, Michelle Obama, mm -hmm. when she was in the White House, got towed up from the religious right and the Republicans saying, no first lady should show her arms. Her arms. Her arms. My God. They talked about our hair, and we don't want to get, that's another subject for another day. <laughs> so the subject tonight was, can a Christian woman be saved and sexy? I say that they can, as long as it is in a appropriate setting where you, the woman is confident. I'm very confident with yes, my sure. sexuality. And I would- And your spirituality. And my spirituality. I would never wear that maxi dress, sundress, to a church gathering. I would never wear it in the city of Memphis, to be quite honest. But we were out of the country, on vacation, enjoying ourselves together, husband and wife, and again, I say, you posted it on my husband's own personal platform. website, his platform. own personal platform, social media. And if I offended anyone in my dress, what I have to say to you is, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to stop dressing for my husband. 
if as long as my husband says that he's okay with what I have on, as long as I feel in my heart of hearts that I am not going to cause anybody to go to hell, to fall along the wayside, to be offended in that particular area, then I'm going to continue to be with my husband. Can you answer this? One person said this. What kind of example is this for young ladies? Oh my gosh. What would you say to that person? Again, going back to, I'm with my husband. I'm a whole grown, 54 years old, whole grown, married for almost How 30. How many sons have you raised? I've raised three boys, grown they, men. And what are they doing now? They're all very successful. I, I love my husband. I love my family, my siblings, my extended family, my church family who loves me dearly. If they're saying this is not a good example for a young lady, first let's talk about age appropriate, what's appropriate for ages. Mm -hmm. We can go on for some of y'all talking about what you're having these girls wear for prom that's 17 and 18 years Woo! old. But again, we're not going there. Uh, so this is, so we gotta, if you wanna reel it in, reel it for your own life, mm. not for mine. Mm. Because mm. I am grown again, 54, with my husband, showing love to him, and we are having, at that particular time, we were on vacation, having a great time. You know, I believe with my heart of hearts that my wife is a Proverbs 31 woman. Every characteristic that's lifted up in Proverbs 31, she brings her husband good, no harm. She wakes up early in the morning and she takes care of her home. She's entrepreneurial. She goes out, she buys land, makes money, makes a profit, makes her husband profitable. She's honored in the streets. She carries herself with, with beauty and elegance. That is my wife. And I will never be ashamed and I will never allow people to shame me for how beautiful I think my wife is. I thought I was being authentic by sharing all of who we are, not just who we are on Sunday, not just who we are in the kitchen, but who we are on vacation. I want to liberate married couples, men and women, to say you can live your life to the fullest. Jesus says, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Jesus went to weddings. Jesus went to parties. Jesus ate with sinners, publicans, talk to prostitutes without ever, without ever jeopardizing his integrity, his anointing, who he was. He came, he said, I came for the sick, not for those who are already well, but to those who need good news. I think more people outside the church embraced us more than the people in the church. Same thing happened to Jesus. So tonight, I hope that this discussion was fruitful. I hope that it blessed you. I hope that it helped you. And guess what? We can disagree without being disagreeable. Absolutely. We didn't call anybody names. We're not angry. We just wanted to share our heart in one particular place so you can understand where we're coming from and how we live out our life to try to please God and to try to help his people. So again, you can leave your comments. I will respond to them, uh, you know, a little bit later if I need to, because some of y'all will see it tonight, and then some of y'all will see it later, and some of y'all are going to, you know, get your Twitter fingers going. You're going to want to feel a lot of courage. You want to say something, and I'll respond to it if it's tasteful. But if it's not tasteful and it's hateful, 
I'll block and delete you. But we're all about helping people who want to be helped, empowering people to live their best lives, and we just want to stop by. Anything else you want to say, babe? No, I still say to my married ladies, when you're out of the country and you're with your husband, please dress the way that you want to that's going to be comfortable for your size and for the place that you're uh, where you're visiting. Don't let any of this hinder you from like, oh no, I, I can't wear this, I can't wear that. As long as you're comfortable in it and it's tasteful for the place that you are visiting, then by all means, I want you and your spouse to not only enjoy where you are visiting, but for him to ogle you, for him to fall in love again by seeing this other sexy side of you when you're out of the country or out of town. So. That's what I have to I say. love what uh, one of our first ladies said at the pastor's conference this weekend. She said, I am my husband's wife and the other woman. So there's no room for another woman no in our marriage. Oh, I love that. So you need to be everything your spouse needs without worrying about what other people's Absolutely. expectations are. Go be free, butterfly. Be free. Listen, go and do us a favor. Go subscribe. If you have not subscribed already, go subscribe to Dr. Stacey L. Spencer's YouTube channel. That's where you'll find our podcast. And then go to Spotify, Google, Apple, all of them. We, we on, we're on all the, the podcast platforms. Do me a favor. Let's blow this topic up. Yes. More Christian people, church people need to have this conversation because y'all are missing out on the abundance of life that God has for you because we're tied to old religious ideology. He or she whom the sun sets free is free, is free indeed. indeed. Be free. We love you guys, and there's nothing you can do about it. We'll see y'all next time. Just takes a little effort, we can work it out. These things go hand in hand, know what I'm talking about. Can we have one without the other, one without the other, yeah. One without the other, one without the other, yeah. We made it through the test, strengthening love and sex. We made it through the test, strengthening love and sex. Thank you.